Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. Woo! That guy was in it, by the way. I'm not sure who the announcer is there, but he was sounding excited, and I I like it. I believe that was the Kansas City radio play-by-play guy having a stroke on live, (laughs) live radio. I love when they get that excited, though. That tells me there's passion under there. That's great. Oh, man, Kat. What a weekend. And I'm sorry. By the way, sorry. I should start by saying, I'm sorry, Scott. I know that was your team, the Bills. You were pumped about it. You're mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. Uh, Bucks fan, Bills fan. They weren't the only ones that both suffered losses this weekend. I know. I know. But hey, as a true Leafs fan, what I can tell you is there's always next year. It, <laughs> fuck. I, uh, I, I was so optimistic coming into this game. Yeah. The Bills have beat the Chiefs before. And Josh Allen is the guy, the future. He's probably going to be on the cover of Madden next year because of that performance yesterday, even though he lost. But what sucks the most about it, and, and we won't rehash the whole game. So many people were watching. But the fact that the overtime could essentially be decided by a coin toss is crazy to me. Kansas City got the ball, scored a touchdown, And that's it. Game over. Josh Allen lost without even touching the ball. And I feel like he wanted it more than anybody. That D-line yesterday, awful. Just embarrassing. You had to kill 13 seconds on the clock and you let them get into field goal range? The Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes? You let them get into field goal range. Are you kidding me? Overtime? What a game. What a weekend. I would be angry if it wasn't such a good game. The way that went down was one of the most exciting sporting events I think I have ever seen. Definitely in the top 10. It's good when it's a good game, at least, right? Like, you know, it it sucks when your team loses, no matter what. But at least if your team loses, but it was a good game, you think they fought hard and you don't have anything too negative to say. And I assume you don't when it comes to the Bills themselves. Well, I mean, there's nice stories coming out of it. Nothing good ever happens in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's like the asshole of America. For them to be going to the divisional championship, the conference championship, is massive for the Bengals. And and Aaron Rodgers losing, it's funny the amount of anti-vaxxers that are linking that to his non-vaccinated status. I can assure you, that has nothing to do with it. Vaxxed or not, the Pats were, or sorry, the Packers were going to lose that game. Doesn't matter if he's had one, two, three, or no jabs. Doesn't matter. Tom Brady lost, but man, did he ever make it a game. It's like he decided in the fourth quarter, whether you guys are with me or not, I'm going to make this a game. And he did. They almost came back and won it. And then the Bills yesterday. It was awful. I mean, the the look of sadness on Josh Allen's face, I, ugh, I felt the same way. I felt how he looked yesterday. It was bad. Anyway, that's our look at sports. Thanks for downloading this episode of After 9. <laughs> it's just the whole sports edition. That's all we have for you today. <laughs> uh, it's funny because anytime I talk sports, some of the guys that listen just shit all over me. I, I don't know all the stats like the talk sports radio guys. So, yeah, yeah, But yeah. it sounds like right, it in this right. format. And, and and I don't know. They're asking me about rushing yards and, and shit like that. If they should have done this route instead of that one. I don't fucking know. I'm just a fan <laughs> like you are. 
<laughs> think how I feel too. I like barely watch any. But they'll give you a break because they'll be like, Thank "Oh, you. she's a girl. It's okay." Yeah, she actually knows more about people. football than a lot of people do. Yeah, there's a lot of sexist people out there. Certainly is. Okay, Kat, we are here. It is a brand new week, and this is the final week of COVID-19 closures in Ontario. Ever? I hope it's an ever. I mean, a lot of people do believe that that's the last time they'll ever lock us down to the point where they're basically shutting businesses down and doing it. See, and that's it. Th- I heard an interesting theory this weekend from somebody explaining to me the cycles of covid a lot of people laughed at Donald Trump when COVID first hit, when he said, ah, COVID will go away in the summer months. There was some truth to that. In the summertime, we definitely do see lower infection numbers. But whether it was the 2020 start of COVID, the 2021 continuance of COVID, or maybe this upcoming year of COVID, every year in April, we get a pretty bad spike. That's also when flu cases tend to spike as well. And last year in April, that was when they shut the schools down for the entire year. So there's a lot of people who think that whether it's a variant or a resurgence of Delta or something, that there's going to be a run of infections in April that would put the government back in a similar position to where they are now, that they would have to make tough decisions. Mm. So I hope that's not the case because businesses... They can't take it. I mean, the amount of people that I'm hearing from and and they reach out to us because they can't get coverage on traditional radio and traditional television, even in the newspapers. There's not a lot of coverage for some major things that we all know about, but the mass media is not covering it. Case in point, the trucker convoy this weekend. You know, the convoy, this is huge. I mean, it's it's a movement. I'd like to call it a movement at this point. Me too. It, it really is. And you're right. And it's unfortunate and disappointing. Uh, we obviously spend all morning on our own morning show, on our own show, talking about things. So I was actually, I did not know about the fact that many other stations were not covering it. So a couple of truck drivers specifically and, and non-truck drivers, people just generally reaching out to say, thank you for talking about this. But let me tell you guys, I mean, this Facebook page, which I officially joined today, if I would have known about it earlier, I would have joined earlier is growing like crazy. It's called Convoy to Ottawa 2022, if you want to be a part of it. I checked, you know, early in the morning, it was just under 300,000. As we record this podcast, it's at 316,000 and counting members on this, all supporters. For the most part, they're keeping it pretty pretty nice, but it's hard to keep up with the comments. Like at certain points, I, I believe the admin of this page are having to kind of uh, block comments and, and stop them. But for the most part, it's positive. For the most part, it is um, just pe- people wanting to support and and people who are wondering what the best route is to get there, if they want to go with their family. Some people are traveling from all over Canada yeah. to join this and bringing their families with them and showing their support. And how can we show support if we don't have a truck? Is there something, a symbol that we can use? And I'm not sure if they settled on a red ribbon on the car. I don't know, because I was just in the middle of all the conversations this morning. Uh, but there is that. There's also the GoFundMe, which I believe we mentioned in the podcast last week about we the GoFundMe, yeah. which is uh, unbelievable what's it up to now over three million dollars raised like it's you can't you can't ignore it is what we're trying to say here you can't ignore it and yet apparently there are some outlets who are ignoring it okay. and it's not right L- let's just have a quick media conversation here why is this because you know there's some reporters out there who i know are good reporters and if it doesn't show up in their column or it doesn't show up on their piece for the six o'clock news Why is that? Are the senior editors at the big media companies saying, no, 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 don't do that story? Mm -hmm. 
Is that actually happening, or are these reporters choosing to ignore it? They're trying to find the path of least resistance. Yes, I don't know. Okay, so my thought is they're tr- they were trying and and have been trying to find find the path of least resistance in mentioning it, but not making it like the top story, for example, right? Like uh, maybe make like a light light mention of it. Maybe they are here and there. My guess is though, Scott, today after today, it's changing. After today, there's no way they can sit back and ignore it. You cannot. So they're going to pretend like they were in it all along, like you and I when we discussed it last week. They're going to pretend like, oh, yeah, they don't want to seem supportive or non-supportive, right? They're going to find their way down the middle, but I bet you we'll see a lot more reports on this starting today because of that pressure. Well, we will stay on this because there are 1.2 million After 9 Army listeners. Do you like After 9 Army? I'm flirting with with different ideas and concepts. In any case, there's 1.2 million people that I feel are interested in this. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. Maybe this started off in support of the 10% of truckers that are unvaccinated. They got to work. They got to be able to do their runs. Maybe that's where it started. But it's evolved into something that you can't attribute to anything else other than common sense. We have a major supply chain issue. And if you follow many federal politicians, many that are in elected office, There seems to be this weird debate going on about whether or not there's actual shortages. I saw liberal members of parliament, liberal senior staff, Justin Trudeau's former press secretary himself, mocking this on the weekend. Which boggles my mind, Scott, because all you have to do is be a consumer and go to several stores and you'll see it with your own eyes. I saw it this weekend. Again, I'll mention the Facebook post uh, posts that have been happening on that uh, group I mentioned about the convoy showing you this is what happens. This is what happens. Look at these shortages and you can't deny it's happening. I've spoken with people who work in these stores that tell me that's the case that tell me. And yes, perhaps it's not all for that reason. It could be that um, people are sick and so there's less people, but it could be the, a, a mandate thing. It could be a number of reasons, but it's an absolute problem. We need these supplies. There's people who couldn't find cat litter that told us, I couldn't find cat litter anywhere. Like, this is kind of, it gets kind of annoying. Another person said they had trouble finding the formula that they wanted for their baby. These are issues. You know, these are issues. These are important. And obviously, first and foremost, we talk about grocery stores and having affordable um, food available for people who need it. And that's important too. But there are so many other things in between that we think we can't have that happen. We can't have these shortages happening. So it has to be addressed. The Canadian Trucking Alliance, which is one of the groups that, that it's like the body that looks after the different provincial trucking associations, they've come out and fully denounced this rally. I can't figure out why. I'm really not sure what their deal is or why they would, but they're saying that this coming Saturday in Ottawa, There will be at least a half a million people and 50,000 trucks. I don't understand how a trucking association can look at 50,000 of their members anywhere and not be supportive of it. That'd be like if the union encouraged the employer to fire the employees. It's very, very bizarre. So I'm wondering who called the Canadian Trucking Alliance and said, you better do whatever you can to shut this shit down because Justin doesn't want to deal with it. He doesn't want to hear about it. He doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want to walk into it. (laughs) Where is is he addressing this? Is he addressing this? Will he address this? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? You can't go on ignoring it. I don't care if we're talking media or politicians. You have to address this. Kat, this is a classic case. Of the people have had enough and they're taking it to the leaders. These truck drivers, in a lot of ways, deserve so much respect and praise for taking the stand that they have. They are 
opposed to vaccine mandates. And before you call them anti-vaxxers, just keep in mind, 90% of Canada's truck drivers are fully vaccinated. 90%. There's a lot more than just the 10% unvaxxed that are going to be at this rally. I'm fully vaccinated. I would probably go to this. They're fighting for common sense. It does not make sense to fire these truck drivers or prevent them from doing their job and providing an extremely valuable service that we all rely on. They are isolated in their own truck. That's the part that boggles my mind. They are not spreading COVID in any way, shape, or form. There was testing options available. We could have continued with the testing, but no. This is about punishment. This is about shame. This has been the path that Justin Trudeau wanted to be on for a very long time. And he he made it so obvious during the election campaign and all of his actions since then have been punishment and shame. If you don't get vaxxed, if you don't take this shot that I say needs to go in your body, we will shame you. We will fire you. We will take away your, your livelihood and your money and you won't even get EI. Yeah. It's not right. And they're standing up for common sense. It doesn't make sense that truckers would need to be vaccinated. We've all been watching the numbers for two years now. Was there ever any COVID spread linked to a truck driver returning anywhere? Because I can't find any examples of it. And when you look at how their day goes, so they're in the States, they do their pickup, they're coming back to Canada. All right, they're going to stop at the border, might even stop at a rest stop and grab a coffee. They might possibly grab a bite to eat. I'm assuming they will. They're going to go. They're going to drop off their products and they're going to go home. There is no risk to anyone here. There's no science that says truck Mm -hmm. drivers need to be vaccinated. And I'm not even talking about how ineffective these vaccines appear to be after a few weeks. I'm talking about just simple common sense. They're not a danger to anyone. These are the people who have kept this country running. Throughout the entire pandemic, when it was highly possible, when most of the world was staying home, that we would run out of food at the grocery stores and cat litter at PetSmart and all these other things. It was the truck drivers that stopped that from happening. They did their job at a scary time when we didn't know what was going on. They still did it. Mm -hmm. They crossed those borders that were like that imaginary line in the sand. Holy shit, don't go to America. That's where COVID is growing like crazy. They went into harm's way, if you actually believe that. They got those products, they brought them back here, and we all enjoyed them. And again, now we're in a situation where this country is extremely ungrateful. We fired nurses that worked throughout the entire pandemic over their back status because they made a choice. Now we're going to prevent truck drivers from doing their job. Mm -hmm. There are shortages happening everywhere, and the federal government isn't just trying to find a solution, which is what most governments would do. They're going to attack these truck drivers. They're trying to make them out like a bunch of terrorists. And frankly, I don't understand why. I'm here to tell you that I love and respect those people that kept those supply chains going for the Mm -hmm. last two years. And the way we're treating them and anyone else over their personal, perfectly legal choice is wrong. It's un-Canadian. So while they will go there and try and affect change, the rest of what's going to happen is going to be interesting. This is an opportunity for Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford to see firsthand... And yes, Doug, this is in your province. 
There's yeah, more there's yeah. more than just Toronto you and can, Ontario. You can claim that it's not your decision all you want, but this is your Ontario. This is Doug Ford's Ontario, yeah. which is still full of vax mandates and passports and so on and so forth, even though Doug himself said, we won't use these a day longer than they're needed. They're really not needed now. We, are, we don't even have businesses open. It'll be another week before restaurants and gyms can even open. And then the passport's going to be back. And Doug, these are people that are willing to not just lay down money and invest their time. They're willing to travel. They're willing to get behind a cause. And mm-hmm. you need to take that seriously. We often hear about the silent majority. The people who feel a certain way but don't want to say it out loud because they don't want to get into confrontation. This is a lot of people that are supporting these truck drivers because these truck drivers stand for something more than just supply chains. They're taking a stand yeah, in defense of other Canadians and rights. We but, do have rights in this country. It's your body. It's your choice to do whatever you want with it. And I don't blame these truck drivers who decided to get vaccinated. I don't blame the ones who remain unvaccinated. They made a choice that they're allowed to make. Yeah, we need them. We need them. They're so important and it's only going to get worse Our supply chain issues are only going to get worse. I mean, you've heard of everything coming from the states in here. Obviously, some companies are just straight up abandoning anything to do with Canada and just saying, you know what? Because you know what they're not going to do. We hear that you have to be vaxxed to come in here, truck drivers. Okay, but those companies that employ these truck drivers aren't going to sit there. First and foremost, ask all of their truck drivers who's vaccinated, who's not. Okay, so Larry, you are, so you're going to have the Canadian route. Okay, so Jim, you're going to... No, they're going to straight up be like, okay, let's just avoid this altogether. Because this seems like a fucking headache to me. What does that do? Hurt us. It hurts, uh, and it hurts them too, which we don't seem to care about either, apparently. I mean, we should all care about everybody's livelihood. And that's what's being messed up. Everybody's livelihood. And I, I just worry. I worry for families who can't afford certain things that are going to have to do go above and beyond to to attempt to find products they want at a good price that's going to be a problem this affects everybody and if you feel like it's not affecting you just wait it, it will. will it will affect you and i do think um speaking of the convoy cuz we're seeing these numbers and you're you're mentioning these numbers it's only monday and this is happening saturday and i feel like that it is growing exponentially like this mm-hmm. is these numbers are going to be higher i think than they've said like I said, I believe that a lot of media outlets who are downplaying it. I also heard reports that some national, you know, TV news, uh, like a CTV or somebody posted on there had claimed only like 10 trucks left from here when it was more like 100. But they I don't know if that was media. I don't or I don't know if that was just, I don't know, miscalculation. But I do know that it's going to be bigger. They're going to have to talk about it because this is again, it impacts us all. It's I, a movement. I think Justin should go. He has, <laughs> I think he should. Yeah, but that coward ain't going, there. he's not going nowhere. No. He's going to hide in his little office. Okay, well, let me put it this way. Doug, I think you should go. Mm, that might actually be a good idea for him. One of the smartest things Doug Ford yeah. could do is go to that rally this weekend and tell people, I see you, I hear you. Give me a couple of days to talk to the cabinet and I will have news for you in a couple you of know days. What? That That's be, all he has to do. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Doug, the smartest thing you could do is not piss off these people that are going to Ottawa this weekend. And and if you actually show face and hear them and listen to their concerns, and there are valid concerns, but part of the problem is, and this started out at the beginning. Remember when the Vax campaign was, it was front and center and do your part and protect Mm -hmm. others and all that shit. Um, We shut down debate on this. It, It was almost like you were persona non grata if you dared 
to ask any questions about vaccines or about passports or about any of the stuff that we're meant to keep us safe. There's many countries in the world and more following every day that are having debates now. So wait a second. We thought that if you got one shot, you had good protection. If you had two shots, it was the protection you needed. If a variant comes out, you might down the line need a booster. Well, now we've moved on to giving out fourth shots. And there's people out there who think there's going to be a fifth and a sixth and a seventh. And then it would become an annual thing. And people are asking honest questions about this. And no one will answer it. Somebody in leadership needs to stand up and acknowledge that there are questions out there. Instead of trying to cover up the news cycle, I don't know how the news is going to try and cover up almost a million people and 50,000 trucks in downtown Ottawa. You can't avoid that. You need to cover that and you need to give everyone there a voice. Yeah. Well, like I told you, I I do believe it's true. Mark my words today on Monday as we record this, it's going to change. It's going to change. They're going to have no choice. Everybody is going to have no choice. You have to confront it. You have to talk about it. You have you know, to talk about it. You don't have it. to pick a side. They're not going to. I mean, by they, I mean any media outlet probably not going to pick a side, but they're definitely going to give you the facts. And the facts are there's a shit ton of people going there. There are a lot of people that are for this, that support this. I don't even, I'm not even related to any truck driver. I'm not related to one. Don't know one personally. I'm on their side. I'm on their side on this, and I'm not alone. There are tons of people like me that are being a, that are a part of this. Yeah, regular people that just see an injustice being done, and they want us to be Canadians. And I don't mean the Canadians we've been for the last two years that call each other shitheads on Facebook. I mean real Canadians that stand up for other people, that have true values, that want to see the right thing done. Yeah. And frankly, the right thing is to stop shaming people and firing people over their perfectly legal choice. Their choice. The only thing I'll add is as long as we keep it respectful enough and peaceful, because that's the only thing that I could see being an issue. Mm. You know, people are people are with you. You don't need to act out. Um, be respectful. I don't want any violence. They don't either, by the way. Any, every, everybody who's been organizing this, they don't want to see anything like that. It's got to be peaceful. Remain respectful, and you'll continue to have that following. Yeah. Don't let it get out of control, because that's the part that really, really worries me. And that will hurt the cause. It'll be- hurt because the cause. once it turns violent, then people are like, ooh, that's but, not what I signed yeah, up. Oh, I you, don't want to be exactly. one of those people. I would never throw a rock at a politician. Any, because you know what? They'll be easy to give you those negative headlines. Remember that. They're not so easy to give you the positive headlines you deserve right now for taking a stand peacefully and respectfully. But they will be quick to flip a switch if anybody snaps. So keep in line. I also want you guys to know that there is uh, a lot of resources invested into counter protests. This happens in America all the time. And sometimes, and I don't know how bad it's going to be here but sometimes there are people who will see a protest happening they'll send their people in just to raise shit yeah just to try and start a confrontation or hey i'm one of you guys even though they're not one of you guys they're a paid person or someone who's taken it on as their own cause to try and create violence to try and get the crowd riled up into doing dumb things don't give in don't give in there's going to be pressure and temptation to to do whatever, whether it be civil disobedience, uh, anything. There's going to be a lot of pressure for that. You guys need to focus on your message. You need to stay strong. You need to stay united. Resist the temptation to do any of the shit that some of those counter-protesters are going to try and get you to do because they want you to look like shit on the news. Can't stop the protest from happening, so let's make them look like a bunch of anarchists and crazies. Mm Mm-hmm.
We've seen it happen in many, many, many American protests. We're getting very Americanized here in our divide. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if that happened. Kat is absolutely right. Resist the temptation. Protest peacefully. But make your voice heard. You can protest loudly. You have every right to do that in Canada. Uh, One more thing on this before we move on. It occurred to me today, we have restaurants reopening next Monday. Yeah, one week today. We have restaurants and gyms and movie theaters and such all opening next week. Last week, students went back to school. Elementary school and secondary school. Why the hell are post-secondary students still sitting at home? Yeah, are we expecting an, an announcement about that? What is it? The beginning of February at, at last check is when in-person learning might resume at most colleges and universities across Ontario. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, we have a a, an, a minister of, what is it, colleges, universities, and training or something like that in Ontario. Right. We have that. And frankly, I don't understand what this fucking guy does all day if school's not even in. Elementary schools are back. Elementary teachers are in the classroom teaching. Exact same thing with secondary schools. Why are these extremely well-paid, apparently well-respected professors allowed to sit on their ass doing nothing while students are distance learning? And by the way, they're paying through the nose for this. Yeah. yeah. Why are schools closed? I mean, post-secondary. I'll use University of Waterloo as an example because they've already announced school won't resume until at least February the 7th, two weeks from today, a week after restaurants open up, they'll be able to go back. And even at that, they said, but we'll give you two weeks notice. So if we don't get an announcement today about the UFW, then presumably it would go on even longer. And I don't understand why. Like I said, students are paying good money. You may write them off as just a bunch of dumb kids. They're your customers. They're paying for this experience and you're not giving it to them. University and college students have been out just as much, if not longer, than elementary and secondary schools. Doug, order the goddamn universities back to the work. Yeah, we've said it before and I'll say it again. They're, that's the age group right there that's just getting it the worst. Every it's, time. It's the worst. And it, uh, yes, education. That's, that's a massive one. Education, which comes, goes along with internships and those apprenticeships and those other things that would go along with the in-person learning. I don't even understand how they're possibly teaching some of those courses without being there face-to-face with instructors. Okay, I will tell you, yes, I am a little biased, but I'm also a little up to speed on this because I do have two kids in university. Yeah. I'm fortunate because I've got one in Canada and one in the States. The one in the States went back to school as scheduled. He goes into class every day. He does his work and then he goes home. It's a very normal experience in America. In Canada, there's people distance learning from their living room, not doing anything. I'm just trying to picture what that would be like. Like I remember my college experience and 90% of what I remember was being there, like physically with people and learning in person and socializing with people. Grabbing a Starbucks at the cafe on the way to your next class and all that shit. You know, and so again, I do feel for them, especially if, like imagine this is your third year now. Mm-hmm. So you've been in this shit from the beginning. You haven't had a single uninterrupted semester if yeah. you're in third year now. I just hope that it doesn't hurt them when it comes time to apply. And I hope that employers see that as, you know, yes, it might be a challenge for you to be here working with us because you've had it 
like shit for the last few years. I sympathize with them more so because I do feel like they're being totally screwed up. They were robbed of it. Let's be honest. They were robbed of it. High schoolers, you're robbed of your high school years too. Like it's unbelievable. People who started grade nine, maybe they had a normal year and now they're about to graduate from, from high school basically soon without having any of those experiences as well. I feel for them. I know they're back in person, but it's still not the same. There's just, it just sucks. And I, I guess you can't really blame any individual for that when it comes to, you know, the so, no... um team sports and things like that in those schools, in elementary and in, in high school. But yeah, when it comes to college and university, one would assume these are adults we're dealing with. So why not allow them to be adults and figure it out for themselves? Well, this is the thing, right? And I get that a lot of the TV doctors that you see are uh, alum and and professors at like U of T and places like that. They all seem to be part of that uh, that little clique. Maybe they don't want to go back. They're the ones who are continue to argue for lockdowns. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of students who are not advocating for lockdowns, that want to go back to school, that whether they're in class or not, still have to pay their tuition, which did go up, by the way, not down, and they're not getting what they paid for. With elementary school and high school, the Education Act more or less covers it. Okay, sorry you didn't get it. We'll make it up to you in some way. You'll get your education. By the end of grade 12, you'll know everything you have to know. Mm -hmm. I assume there's plans in place to make sure that that gets done. There's no recourse for post-secondary and zero people advocating for them. Every time we shut down, it's always the industries that are well-worked by students. Hospitality, uh, travel and tourism, attractions. There's a lot of students that work those jobs. So not only did they get screwed there, their whole educational experience got screwed. And nobody is standing up saying, we realize you guys got the shit end of this stick. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to forgive some student loans. Or we're going to give you this. Or we'll cut your fees here. Sure. We'll return some of your OSAP payments. You know what? Tell you what. Take the next 10 OSAP payments off. No matter when you start, you get 10 free OSAP payments as a thank you. You could cash them in now or five years down the line. Everybody gets 10 free payments. Something. Somebody's got to recognize how badly students got screwed here and do something for them. It's amazing that nobody wants to talk about that. But again, this is the situation in Ontario. Don't deal with anything until it blows up in the news and then we'll come up with a half-assed strategy to solve the problem. Yeah, I do feel for them. I do feel for them. I'm glad ele- that that said, I'm so glad elementary and, and high school for that matter are back sure. in. That's important because those are not independent. You can't be like, okay, I'll leave my grade two at home alone. They need all of that. They need it. It's needed for families to operate. And at least when you're over 18, it's it's all you. But man, that still sucks. It's it's not fair. I agree with you. Hopefully they'll come up with something. I don't really think they will, to be honest with you, just because that's the province we live in. A robot vacuum. <laughs> You've got a Roomba, right? I do have a Roomba. I love my Roomba. Me too. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of surprised this didn't happen sooner. But on Thursday at a Travel Lodge hotel, they posted on social media after one of their Roombas escaped. It was cleaning the lobby and the front door opened up because it's usually automatic doors in a hotel. Front door opened up. The Roomba just took <laughs> off right down the parking lot. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, bye, fuckers. <laughs> That's an interesting problem to solve. Like, I was vacuuming and now my vacuum's gone. Where did it go? If I if I had to suck up what's on the floor of a hotel room, I'd get the hell out of there too, though. <laughs> but you can see how that would happen. Nope, I sucked up my last condom today. Nope, not happening. <laughs> 
They still had not found it by the next morning, but did eventually track it down. They traced it to a hedge near the driveway out front. What do you do when your Roomba just says, fuck this, I'm out of here? That's a weird one. Uh, Another great story. (laughs) We've probably all heard stories about someone who gets in a car accident because they were rubbernecking watching another car accident. Right. This is kind of similar. Over the weekend, a middle-aged man in Japan fell from the roof of a five-story building. It's okay. He survived. Wow. We're good there. He, he fell down. He broke some bones, but he fell off the roof. Moments later, as people on the ground were like, holy crap, this guy just fell and he's hurt. And we got to call an ambulance and call the police and do whatever you have to do. People that were in the building that he was on were wondering, what's all the commotion about? A woman in her 40s decided she was going to look out her window on the third floor of the same building just to see what was going on. She lost her balance and she fell out the window too. (laughs) That's now two people that have fallen out the window. Did she land on him? (laughs) Hang on. On her way down, she collided with two other people. (laughs) One of them was the guy in the apartment below her In the second floor, he too was looking out his window to see what all the commotion was about. This woman fell from her third floor onto this guy on the second floor and then continued to fall down all the way to the ground. When she got to the ground, she landed on another guy who was just there watching this poor fucker that fell off the roof. No. This is first guy fell. Lady looking out to see what happened, fell out too, and then landed on the guy below her, and then another guy below him. <laughs> that should be the paramedic. Like, oh, we're going to need another, in- two ambulances, <laughs> two more. This escalated quickly. Was it built into a mountain, this particular <laughs> apartment building? Just like rolled down? It's like, a pyramid-shaped apartment building. Taking you with me. The fucking Luxor. They say the two people who fell from substantial distances... Landed in a narrow gap between Mm. buildings. No, no. They say it was a series of vents and wires that slowed their fall enough that there was not a fatal outcome here. They're lucky. They're lucky. They're so lucky. What are the odds of this? That's insanity, isn't it? That is insanity. Holy. Read a great thread on Whisper this weekend. It's people telling stories about their siblings, brothers and sisters, dating their ex. Ooh. I, off the top of my head, cannot think of a single reason, especially with the mantra, there's plenty of fish in the sea. I can't think of a single reason that you would need to end up dating the ex of your sister or brother. It doesn't make any sense to me. Me? I mean, me either. I've never had that experience. I've never even come close to having a thought of that experience before. But I've heard of it happening. You have a sister. Yeah. If she, I don't know, broke up with some guy, you could start dating that person. Or if maybe you and your husband don't work out. Maybe he says, you know what? You're not as supportive of me as a Bucks fan as I want you to be. (laughs) This is over. You piece of shit. And then he went and hooked up with your sister. That's the kind of shit that's going on here. Yeah, it's just like it's so, um, it's... You know, it sounds messed up, but I will say that I've I've heard of these kinds of things happening before. And in some cases, the person who is broken up with or maybe broke up with that guy, let's say, that started dating your sister is okay with it. It's like, you know what? You two are probably a better match. I don't know 
Unless it was a real casual relationship. Like, I mean, one or two dates in and you're like, meh, but it worked with your sibling. I don't understand how you could get over that. Me either. But I picked out a few of the stories here. So let me just tell you a couple from this thread. This person says, I found out that my older brother is dating my ex-girlfriend. Whatever. I'm just waiting for him to find out how much of a whore she is. Oh. 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 So in that scenario, do you go to your brother and say, this is shit. She's my ex. You've broken the bro code. Literally. You cannot keep dating my ex. Or does he say, you know what? Good for you. You'll find out in due time what a slut she is. Have fun. Well, and there's so many layers to it because not just that, but wouldn't you wonder, let's say you and your brother. So let's say an ex of yours. All of a sudden you're like, oh, my brother's hanging out with my ex. They're dating. Like, wouldn't you wonder, did something happen behind my back while we were dating? Because you knew my brother, you met my brother. Was there flirtation that I didn't catch? Did that I would catch something? That would always be the right? underlying feeling. Yeah. Like, how long has this been going on? Was there something when you and I were together? I would always wonder that. I totally would. Mm-hmm. This person says, my sister is dating my ex-boyfriend of two years. They started dating a month after we broke up. Oh, wow. My sister moved into my old bedroom with him. <gasps> and my parents don't even have my back. How do I get over this? So they're living in her parents' house together. Right. So this this wow. sister, the oldest one, has moved on. She moved out. She's got her own place. Little sister starts dating her ex. They move into older sister's old bedroom together and the parents are okay with it there's got to be more to this story of course, though. That's like i don't thing. think the parents are going to be like oh yeah we like that guy somebody should keep him around you date him yeah. it wasn't like that no way she's got to have i don't know maybe she's a, a maybe she's a little messed up or something maybe the parents are just happy that she found somebody even if it's this guy that her their other daughter yeah. broke up with or let's not forget that the the woman who initially broke up with that guy or vice versa however they broke up Maybe she was mistreating him. Could there be something to that? Like maybe the whole family knew and you wouldn't say it out loud because it's your family, but you that your whole family knew you treated him like a piece of garbage. Is there anything there where maybe the parents would feel okay because they knew my daughter treated him like shit. He's a nice guy. This daughter seems to like him. Maybe we should be okay with this because he deserves better. I don't know. It's a that's a that's a tricky situation, though, because family is family, right? Some would argue. No, family is family. There's a there's absolutely an unwritten rule. Uh, yeah, there's nothing you should you should be able to say. You, you're on your family side, period, the end. Hmm. This person says, my little sister is dating my ex. It pisses me off because she lied to me about the whole thing. He was a jerk to me, but treats her like a princess. <gasps> oh, is, it, mm. is it at all possible that, that I'm the guy and I started dating a girl And I was close, just off by a little bit. It was actually the sister that was my soulmate, not this one. But you had the same general family. You were close. It was like using one of those metal detectors. You just got to (laughs) until you get beep, 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 beep. Right. He just needed to try before he buys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that there's something to that. Because when I've heard of scenarios like this, sometimes, I mean, it ends up being people who get married and have kids and have been together for many years and very much in love. But it just so happens that they started off knowing each other by, oops, I dated the sibling, but got it wrong. And that's exactly it. If you have a good, if you can manage a good sense of humor about it, I think it ends up being okay for everybody. Like that person 
wasn't for me. And sometimes you have to be real with about it. Instead of being jealous or being upset or being like, what's wrong with me that it didn't work out? Maybe you have to look at the bigger picture and say, my sister in this case, for example, my sister, you know, she deserves to be happy. He clearly makes her happy. I don't have any red flags with him. Maybe we just broke up just because we weren't compatible, but they're compatible. I can get over it. I can work through it. But is there, here's another layer to it. Mm -hmm. Like, what if you know each other very well intimately? Like, let's say we're talking more than a few dates. You've been together for a while. You've seen it all, done it all, uh, had it all. Mm-hmm. And then they're fucking having it all and doing it all and seeing it all with that person. Yeah, okay. It's, that's where it gets kind of weird. Like, how does it, where do you cross a line there? Ah, I, I believe we already crossed the we, line, we but since we're the over line, there anyway. But you can't talk about it. Like, like so let's say um, you're talking about two sisters and there's a guy that's now dating the the, the other sister and he can't mention like, oh, yeah, it looks like your sisters. You know, you can't you can't say shit like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your sister likes oh, it yeah. when I do that with two fingers, too. <laughs> That's weird that you both like that. She's got a mark on her nipple just like that, too. Strange. <laughs> like you can't you, you got there's certain things you wouldn't say out loud because you hopefully you'd be smart enough not to say a word. But you still like would you feel like you're walking on eggshells trying not to mention even relationship things like not even sex things, relationship things like oh, your sister never laughed at my jokes like you do. It's great. At a certain point, you'd be like, can you shut the fuck up about my yeah. sister? Like, we're dating now. So it's a weird thing, right? Thank God your sister hated anal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you as the dater need to be very sensitive to your obligations as the date <laughs> You got to shut your mouth. There's no cross-contamination. By the way, those lips you're kissing might have been on your brother's penis yeah, at one point. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's so yeah. many layers of shit here that it's really not necessarily worth it. It's complicated. It's a complication pie. You really have to be in love with that person to make it work and hope for the best. But And if you're not, and maybe you're not even sure and you're doing it to spite someone, it's a bad idea. I just don't know how you end up in that situation without Maury Povich following you around yeah. in a car saying, come on my show, come on my show. But I mean, it happens. Hey, if you guys have a story you want to tell us, you can be anonymous by name. If you want to send us a message to our voicemail about this, because I love hearing these stories, tell us the stories. Our voicemail, by the way, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, could be featured in the podcast, maybe even on our radio show if we end up talking about it. We'll see. Uh, it's 519-772-4443. One more thing before we go, because it was a rumor at first, but now it's confirmed. Pete Davidson is now in business with Colin Jost from mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. They confirmed on the weekend that they bought a boat-ish. They bought a decommissioned <laughs> ferry boat that used to take passengers from Manhattan to Staten Island. Here's them talking about it this weekend. We bought a ferry! The windowless van of the sea. <laughs> Yes, it's very exciting. We thought the whole thing through. Yeah. I know even the mayor tweeted about it, which is how I found out we have a new mayor. <laughs> we're boat people now, Colin. I mean, you always were. You look like, you know, you own the yacht. They run out for rap videos. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they hate on Colin Jost. It's great. Uh, well, I mean, Colin Jost is uh, senior writer, SNL, multimillionaire, Goes home every day to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. You know what my first... That's th- a pretty good fucking life. That's great. And, and he, he seems like a nice guy, too. He seems like a nice guy. My first thought, too, when I, when I was watching this on SNL this weekend was, what a brilliant idea 
by the way, for those who are wondering, they're, they're planning to turn it into basically an entertainment venue on the water, which is great. That's fun for everybody, right? Not necessarily just to take you to Staten Island and back again, but I think that's where it's going to venture. It'll stop at a couple different places. They haven't announced it. We're assuming. But one thing that I was thinking was, what a great idea. Because if you want to go with Scarlett Johansson as Colin Jost over to Staten Island to visit your family and the ferry's just the best way to get there, why not have your own personal private ferry to take her there. Frankly, I don't understand why they haven't explored the helicopter option, but here we are. Well, you know what? It totally, totally a thing that could happen, but why not a ferry? Because it's a cheaper option, probably. Sure. They don't want to be on the regular ferry with everybody else. No. They're going to get recognized and hassled. Yes. It, the boats probably don't even want that because it'll cause a commotion. Exactly. Exactly. Kim Kardashian doesn't want to be seen on anything like a public ferry. Fuck that. She's not going on that. So why wouldn't they escort their ladies back and forth via there? Or for themselves, personally. I shouldn't just say for them. Pete Davidson gets his share of paparazzi up his butt all the time. But yeah, in business together, it's another club. It's a club owner as well that they went in on this with. So the person knows a thing or two about nightclubs and entertainment. I imagine when you go inside, you'll feel more like you're on a... Uh, a princess cruise yeah. as opposed to an old Long Island or Staten Island ferry. I think that this is going to be really nice on the inside. They're really taking the model that we have here in Toronto when we con tourists into going on those booze cruises. <laughs> hey, come look around the harbor. <laughs> See the Toronto skyline from the water. In essence, they're just going to go out and drive around in circles for a little bit while you get loaded, throw up, and then they're going to take you back and you get off. And then when you when you leave there, though, you're going to think it's the best trip ever. Like, I did, I've done that. I've been there before. I'm like, that was the best fucking party I've ever been to. Was it really? I don't know. I just got so loaded. And you just see a nice view and you pass by the same view over and over again and you think it's a great time. Sure. I mean, hey, sometimes you don't even know which cruise you're going on. Just... Buddy will call you in the summertime. Hey, I got tickets for this booze cruise. It's right. open bar. And some of them have food and some of them don't. You find wow. out when you get there, like, lunch. <laughs> You're not getting lunch. No, sorry. You got like people like Tony Monaco playing Euro records <laughs> through the whole cruise and you're banging your head off the wall because you can't get a drink because the line's too long and you're thinking, why the fuck did I do this? And the apps are just like chips and dip in a bowl. <laughs> and she's like, what kind of fucking appetizers are these? I pay $65 for this for. It only came with one drink ticket too. This is stupid. But I'm stuck here for another three hours. <laughs> Seriously, I can't even go on them anymore because there's a few times when in my head I tried to rationalize just jumping off. Like, I can see the shore from here. I'm not a strong swimmer, but I'm good enough to get like the hundred yards to get me back to the land. At a certain point, it teases you because it passes right by where you got, where you dock, basically. And like, you think, oh, it's finally there, over. There, no, oh, shit, we're going around again. Not oh, another loop. God. Come on. Shit. <laughs> I paid $200 for this. He just starts blowing up a dinghy he brought with him in a bag. I'm going it alone. (laughs) And on that, we'll say have yourselves a fantastic Monday, everybody. Support our truck drivers. They certainly deserve it. They are uh, good patriots that are doing good work to stand up for overall rights in this country. Have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow. We're a couple weeks from the Winter Olympics, and due to COVID concerns, China is limiting the torch relay to just three days. And this is smart. To maintain social distancing, the runners will just throw the torch to each other. In a new interview, Bono reveals that he never liked the name U2, adding, I also kind of hate Ireland. 
now that Antonio Brown has quit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by stripping to the waist, flashing a peace sign, and jogging off, everyone has to quit their job that way. No, it's not professional, and it may affect future employment prospects, but you have to admit, when Miriam from Accounting does it, you'll never forget her. Longtime director of Wheel of Fortune has died at the age of 92. Said Wheel of Fortune viewers, wow, so young. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.